I need to I need to get into a religious fight with somebody. Can I go pick a fight? Um, not with me. Well, no, not with you. I need to go pick a fight with somebody religious so that I can. Is just there really somebody care. you have in mind? Well, that's the challenge. No, I mean I can't argue <laughs> against religion in this country. They will kick me out. <laughs> Oh, 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 this one time. So, this one time. This one time? <laughs> this, you know what, this one time. This one time. Oh my God, this one time. The podcast. I have the question this week. What can I do to get away from all this overt religious proclivity? that I seem to be surrounded with over the last two years. What can I do, honey? That's a great question, honey. Thanks for asking. I'm Sheila D. Oh, I am Evo Terra. We are Shivo. This is This One Time, the podcast. You got an answer for me? This is a an existential question I have been struggling with. You know I was struggling with this because yes. I think the bulk of our trip to Indonesia was me saying, would you stop already? Because? Well, it all depends. It began in Bali, the much lorded over place everybody has to go. Bali's got to be on your list. It's one of the most beautiful places to see the Balinese culture and to see all this kind of stuff. And I didn't really care for Bali. But what does that have to do with the religion? Because I don't think that the religion in Bali was any more in your face than where we have now. Well, religion played a factor in that when we were on our on our drive. You'll recall when we got in the bus with the driver, which was yeah. a great guy. Yeah. Great guy. He was awesome. Um Alit. Alit, I think was his name. Alit. Alit took us all from from uh, where we were staying in Bali or in, in, in Kuta in that area or Umalas up to the volcano, lots of other stuff, right? But but along the way, as I'm sitting up front, you know, looking out the window, um, I realized that in Bali, which is a 85% Hindu, yes. I can't say country, just an island, uh, 85% of the people on the island of Bali are Hindu. And man, oh man, oh man, there is a, what did he call him? Temple? Wasn't it? Didn't they call it a temple? It's a personal temple. Uh, yeah, but those things, whatever these things are, these 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 stone structures are everywhere. But they are here as no, well. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, there were more of them there. It seemed like every other corner there was this giant stone, what looked like a monolith wearing a skirt, uh, that was all about the the temple. It's where people go to uh, pray and do their thing. So you're talking about the great big city ones. Each of the... No, little, I'm talking about just the, the black... The personal ones? The black uh, looks like, I don't know, like a monolith sticking up out of the ground and it usually had a black and white skirt around the bottom of it. So there were personal ones and then there were city ones. So the personal ones are like our little spirit houses. Yeah, those are all over the place is right. what I'm talking yeah, about Yeah, but they're, they're the same here. No, there are way more of them there. Maybe it was just because they looked different to me. Maybe really because know. they were black, so they do kind they of stand everywhere. out, whereas here they're a different color. And then the story that Ali told us was that, okay, every town has a public temple. Yes. Right. And as he said that, it didn't ring true to me. It failed to pass the sniff test. Okay. 
so again, he said every town has a public temple. Okay. Um, what about the giant town of Denpasar? I, it I, has one? Are you kidding me? There's like 8 million people that live in that town. There can't be one? No, they would have like smaller ones in little, almost like little uh, areas, centers, um, because it's it's for a population group. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There are yeah, so many more. people there. You yeah. can't have a single temple. That right. doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, anyhow, there was that, and yeah, all just it's just kind of there in your face. It's the whole, everywhere. The whole stinking time. Then we got to uh, Lombok to Gili. Yes. Which is a lovely island. Yes. Fantastic little two-kilometer spit of land that w- was a good time, uh, except not a good time at 4.15 in the morning when a I never heard that because I slept through it. I mentioned two-kilometer island, right? <laughs> the mosque is dead center of the island, uh, which was fantastically placed some 200 meters from our place. And the speakers were loud. They were loud. You could hear them almost all the way around the... Uh, There wasn't a spot on the island I couldn't hear. And they go off all the time, seemingly at random. They started around 4.15 in the morning. Why, I don't know. I thought it was a call to prayer. I didn't see a damn person praying. (laughs) I saw everybody ignoring them, just like we were doing. (laughs) It's just become such a pervasive part of the culture that they that they can't get. Even when we went off of Gilly and Lombok, when we went to Flores, Flores, the little town of Labuan Bajo, which is supposedly this this area of Flores is mostly Roman Catholic, like eighty five percent Roman Catholic. So we went from Bali, which was Hindu, to Lombok, which was Islamic, and then we went to. Uh, Flores, which was all Roman Catholic. Catholic, yet still there were mosques blaring out right. nonstop. We were in the middle of watching a traditional dance take place, and the, the traditional dancers, I don't know if you noticed, two of them had big crosses around their yeah. neck, so they were of the Roman Catholic bent, I, I assume. I guess they could have been Lutheran. What the hell do I know? But nonetheless, <laughs> they were they were of the Christian faith, if you will, and this mosque was right behind this place, blaring out over the top of what the traditional dancers were singing. Yeah. And they didn't even miss a beat. They no. didn't like, so it, it has become pervasive in their cultures. Yes. And I think I'm getting really done with it. Okay, so what are you going to do? I don't know, because here in Thailand... It's all that weird Hindu Buddha animism combination mixed together, and it's just. It's wearing on me, honey. Is there any place you can go where there isn't religion? Um, there are places you can go in the world that have less religion. Okay. Like, right? like, like Estonia is a great okay. place. It has a much, it's one of the least religious places on the planet. So that's good. I just, it's just tough to get a break from all of this just it's yeah. just overwhelming and when you're when you're me and you know i've got a solid 42 years of a hardcore atheism underneath my skin here it's just i've i grew up in the bible belt yes we both did 
And that was bad, but at least I could argue with those people. <laughs> There's no arguing this stuff. It's not... But, but in defense, like... Isn't this no, supposed to be a travel wait, comedy show? Yes, Anyhow, it is. please continue. So anyway, everybody was super nice. Like, nobody... There was no judgment. There was no... Nobody besides... I mean, nobody was trying to say you have to be this oh, religion. Oh, yeah, no, there was no proselytizing. No, so no. no, not at all. I no. mean, it was just really... I mean, it was the spirit house temples, whatever those were. Right. And then um, the mosque blaring. But, but even as you go about your business, you know, you're talking to different people. Everybody's super nice. That's true. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe it is where I grew up, the religiousness, religiosity, is very much evangelical. Yes. Very much we would like to convert you to what we are. And I know that the history of my people (laughs) has done some pretty (laughs) terrible things. Yes. Especially in Southeast Asia. Lots of other places in the world when we're, our colonial ancestors came on and said, no, that religion is silly. Pick this one. Which is kind of the way our religion happens I anyhow. I was going to say, not... that's everywhere. Yeah, but maybe it's the fact that there, there is no, let me tell you about the word of God, that I was used to when people found that my religion, or lack thereof, didn't match theirs. Mm-hmm. Their default answer is, oh, well, then let me tell you about the Lord Cthulhu, right? Or right. something. That would have been awesome. If had somebody <laughs> tried to convert me into worshiping the old ones, it might have been a different thing. But yeah, I think it's, it's not even, it's not religion here as much as it is. It's like if you ask somebody, hey, have you ever breathed nitrogen? Most people would say, what? No. And you say, well, yeah, you will. It's 70% of the air around you is made out of nitrogen. Right? It's kind of like that, except it's like 95%. It's all here. It's just there. It's not an option. It's not something that you can check a box and say, no, thank you. There's no opting out. It's just everywhere. But I I find it fascinating. Um, You know, I'm not religious either, but I find it fascinating that, like, Indonesia has all these little islands and they're different religions. Like I would have just assumed that every one of them was Hindu or whatever. Well, but Indonesia they all, is... What they all would have been. Right. Indonesia is a Muslim country. If you watch their television, if you see their parliament, you know the whole thing is about being, being Muslim. But because they are a collection of some 15,000 islands, um, of, of which many of them had totally different cultures that mm-hmm. somehow band together. I didn't, didn't read up and up on Wikipedia <laughs> to know what happened, other than the Dutch were terrible people. I know the Dutch were pretty bad. Um, I, I should find it fascinating. I, I find it fascinating just to see how different cultures deal with religion or don't deal with religion. Um, you know, how Bali has kind of embraced the, the Hindu culture. And um, I don't know that Gilly, tr- the Gilear truly embraced uh, the Islamic. I think there's a mosque there. And that's it. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I think everybody there is, is yeah? Muslim. Yeah. I think everybody, well, the vast majority of people that live on that island are are Muslim. Okay. I just think that they don't think about it anymore. anymore. No. 
Interesting. It's just this weird, you know, monolithic religion that's happened in certain right. areas that, that's pervasive, and it is what it is. And I, and I guess that's the ultimate. I don't know. It started bugging me in Angkor Wat when we're looking at these old ancient temples, which, by the way, were abandoned when 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 white people showed up in like the 1600s, whenever it was, when when the lost area of Angkor Wat was rediscovered. These areas hadn't been used for hundreds of years multiple generations had ignored them and the jungle had grown up around them and when some white explorer showed up went this is cool and would make a really good unesco world heritage site they were forward thinking 400 years ago (laughs) then they started recreating it and then the history comes back and starts asking questions and figuring out what happened and you'll notice there that this whole idea of i was first fascinated by the fact that a a king could rally his people together to do massive construction over like a 30 year time frame which oh, was Oh and they made massive huge yeah. structures and they had to do 3 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was amazing. It was, we we did a whole show about Angkor Wat if you want to hear more about the history of of how that happened it's in, it's in our archives. But right after that happened, again right after several generations later, suddenly religion changes. Right. Because it, it depends on the king. Yeah, so that king says, no, we're no longer, whatever, Hindu. Now we are all in the Islamic faith, so now we have to chisel away the faces and the, the doc, knock Islam- the boobs off the girls. It, it was not Islamic. It went back and forth between Buddhism and Hinduism. Are you sure the Islam didn't come in there somewhere? No. They're big about chiseling off the boobs off the girls. <laughs> Anyhow, whatever it was, but it just kind of went back and forth and back and forth, and like people are making these choices for you, and the people and the rulers are making these choices for you, and then general citizen resource was eh, okay, yeah, eh, okay, and to me that is just, I think that's where it started. This whole idea Maybe. of, you know, you've got an option here. You can say I don't really think so, but then I got to thinking about it, and it's like, oh my god, that's how all religion works. Someone shows up with a story, and the next thing you know, it's what everybody's just totally clapped onto because people don't think about it. And by the way, if you're out there and you're religious and you're listening to this and I've already pissed you off and you've already turned off the show, sorry. I'm not mad at you. I'm not wanting to take away your choice. I'm not, uh, that's not what I'm here to say. Look, I've, I've grown up in a world where people are religious and I get it, and I don't really give a shit if you are or not. I'm just tired of the inability to escape it. It's like I woke up in a mall on November 29th (laughs) and I'm stuck in that mall until the 26th of December and I just want the music to be different. (laughs) No more Christmas carols. But it's like that, but worse, I think. Hmm. I don't know. I, I feel... I feel lamentful or lamenting or I don't know. I'm just sick of this stuff. Okay. I need to, I need to get into a religious fight with somebody. Can I go pick a fight? Um, not with me. Well, no, not with you. I need to go pick a fight with somebody religious so that I can. Is there somebody you have in mind? Well, that's the challenge. No, I mean, I can't argue against religion in this country. They will kick me out. Oh my God. My Buddha, my whatever. I can't, I can't do it here. I need to go somewhere and get into it. I know I'll get on the internet. I'll start a fight on the internet. I think we should wrap. I'm pretty good at a fight on the internet. (laughs) I know you are. I know you are. But I don't want to listen to you when you do it. I don't think I answered your question. Um, (laughs) 
I don't even remember what question was. To be really, really honest with you. But I do have one more question before we go. Uh, again, isn't this a travel slash comedy show? I don't think we talked much uh, about the... Well, we did talk about travel. Yeah, one of the There's downsides. There's no comedy on this one, though. Oh, I don't know. You I were just thought railing. my Christmas joke was kind of funny, though. My whole metaphor with the Christmas song and living here. That was a little funny. Anyway, our show this one time would not be possible without support from people like you. If you think our show is worthy of your financial support, Patreon makes it very easy. Yeah, patrons, thanks very much. We just recorded, before I went on this crazy rant, uh, before this, we recorded an entire show uh, about travel. <laughs> Believe it or not, about our upcoming trips that we have that we have planned. And only patrons get to hear about that stuff. And you, uh, unfortunately, get, get stuck with me railing on about this stuff for a while. I'm um, sorry, I'll be feeling better next week, uh, I am sure. And listen, if you want the bonus content, as simple as Sheila said, go to Patreon. Uh, go to shivo.wtf slash Patreon and get signed up today and you'll access the bonus content plus you get this episode well next week's episode uh, a day early which is kind of nice you can hear it before anybody else does and if you really want to help us out we have a new batch of postcards going out very very shortly so get on the list over at shivo.wtf slash postcards and you will get a handwritten postcard from us nice and personalized probably with some weird stain on it you know not not the stain that obviously exists on my existential soul right now, but some sort of interesting memento of our travels. Uh, you can get signed up again. That is shivo.wtf slash postcards. And this week's postcard, or this month's postcard, is going to be pretty cool. This month's postcard will be awesome. We can't tell them what it is, though. But we can say it's going to be awesome, and you should sign up, and you'll get one. Do it now, and you'll get on the list. Trust me, you will not, you will not, you will not be uh, dissatisfied, <laughs> as I am right now. You will not be feeling <laughs> the way I feel when you get our postcard. You'll feel better, and there's, there's no religion on it, I promise. Our music is by Valea Valea. Thanks for listening, listener. I am Evo Terra. And I'm Sheila D. For more of us, less of me doing this thing, but thanks for letting me get this off my chest. Back to the normal travel and the comedy and the fun things about our life around the world. Don't worry, coming back next week. All you have to do is stay subscribed. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers.